Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, August 3rd. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Across Florida, animal shelters are facing increasing overcrowding problems. Alachua County has stopped taking in new animals, and recently staff members in Miami-Dade have had to set up portable crates and conference rooms in their facility in Doral. The shelters are now urging people to adopt or foster as the problem worsens. WLRN's Sherilyn Carrera spoke with Public Affairs Administrator for Miami-Dade Animal Services, Flora Beal, about why and how the shelter is dealing with the increasing number of animals. What do you think is contributing to the growing number? of animals arriving at the shelter? Our data doesn't point to one specific reason, but what we commonly hear is individuals that are having financial difficulties, that are having to rehome their pets, or that are coming in to find an alternative for their pet because they're having housing difficulties and with the rising cost of housing, having to leave where they are now to look for a new place that they can afford and just having difficulty finding a place that will accept their pet. The shelter implemented an essential intake-only policy. What does this mean? We're only taking pets that are injured or that have been taken into our custody as a result of some abuse or neglect investigation that has resulted in the confiscation of that pet. We're asking the community to help us out during this difficult time by thinking of pets that they find in the streets as lost pets and not necessarily strays or abandoned pets. The research tells us that if you keep a pet in the neighborhood where they were found, they're going to find their family within 72 hours, about 83% of the chance. So that's a really high return to family statistic. And so we're asking the community that if there's any way that they can keep that pet for us in their home and walk it around, put up flyers, canvas the neighborhood, we'll put them up on our system. And then there's also so many different applications out there like Petco Love Lost, even using Nextdoor and applications like that are extremely helpful in helping these pets find their way home. Because if they come to a shelter, the national statistics tell us that they have less than a 20% chance of being reunified with their family. What should someone do if they have a pet they can no longer care for? Look into your community, see what resources are available. There's a number of food pantries that are able to provide dog food. We have done some dog food distributions in the past, and we do provide dog food when it's available for people who come in saying that they're having difficulty, you know, providing for them. There's also, you know, if it's a medical issue, there's um, different organizations, nonprofits, as well as low-cost clinics. Our clinic also does provide some basic veterinary services. So there's always ways to find lower-cost options to be able to take care of your pet. So always ask around, see what options are available, and then also see what options are available online through networking, through your social media channels. There's a website called Home to Home that allows you to create a profile for your pet so that you can connect with people who are looking for a pet without having to bring that pet into the shelter. At what point does the shelter need to consider euthanizing animals to make room? Are we already there? Part of our life-saving mission is that we do not euthanize for space under any circumstances. We will do transports. We will take our dogs out into the community for our off-site adoption events. We will 
double up on pets that are, you know, friendly with each other. We will set up crates in the conference rooms. We'll have our staff take home pets and, you know, we'll continue to recruit our foster families to help us out. The only time that we use humane euthanasia at Miami-Dade County Animal Services is when there is a pet that is irremediably suffering due to a medical condition or due to behavioral concerns that pose a threat to public safety. So that is not on the table now, nor do I see it being anything that it would be on the table in the future. That was WLRN's Sherilyn Cabrera with Public Affairs Administrator for Miami-Dade Animal Services, Flora Beal, about the issues of overcrowding facing the shelter. Now let's get you caught up on today's top stories from around the state. One of Gainesville's local theaters, the Gainesville Community Playhouse, has canceled its fall show following reports of sexual abuse from several women over the past week. The theater issued a statement Monday that it would be canceling its show Assassins, which was set to start in September as it reviews information being shared. A pledge is circulating on social media demanding that the theater hold one of its directors accountable for his, quote, abusive, predatory, and criminal behavior. The pledge is demanding that he is removed from the theater completely. The Playhouse has not released a statement. Anyone with information regarding the allegations can email the Playhouse at feedback at gcplayhouse.org. Florida's 15-week abortion ban is facing its third lawsuit since it took effect in July. The newest challenge comes from an array of religious groups arguing the law violates constitutional freedom of speech, the free exercise of religion, and the constitutional separation of church and state. The suit was filed on Monday in Miami-Dade County and represents groups from Reform Judaism, Buddhism, the Episcopal Church, the United Church of Christ, and the Unitarian Universalist Church, among others. This challenge follows a suit filed in Leon County by a South Florida Jewish congregation, also arguing the law violates rights to privacy and religion. The first lawsuit against the law, which is still working its way through the legal process, was filed on behalf of Planned Parenthood and also cites violations of rights to privacy. Attorney General Ashley Moody's office has asked the 1st District Court of Appeals to move that case directly to the Supreme Court. As Florida faces a record-breaking month for heat, a new tool has been released to help track and map high temperatures. At heat.gov, people can access heat forecasts and advisories nationwide. This comes as Tampa had its hottest month in recorded history, with an average high temperature of 93.4 degrees for July. Orlando recorded its second hottest month ever in July, averaging 94.5 degrees. Barrow Beach, Gainesville, and Fort Myers recorded their sixth hottest months on record. The tool is a collaboration between several domestic and international partners as part of the National Integrated Heat Health Information System. The system also offers information for the most at-risk individuals, including children, the elderly, athletes, and first responders. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Wednesday.